Hey everyone, I know it's been a while, probably probably been like a month, honestly. You know, it's just a sl- like once free agency, like the first couple of days are done, it just gets very boring basketball-wise. And like on top of that, I'm like a pretty boring person. Like I don't do a lot. You know, I just go to work, I go to sleep, and uh, I eat. You know, I do that. Um, aside from that, you know, maybe I hang out with my friends once a week, but I don't really do anything. So there's not much for me to talk about. And like the political stuff, like what's going on in like Afghanistan, like that's like horrendous stuff. But I'm just not like capable of talking about that. But there are some things that I want to talk about today. Basketball related, music related. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm going to be doing right now. And I want to start off by talking about Laurie Markkinen. Because he, like, after most of free agency was done, he was essentially, like, the big name that was left. Kawhi was left, but not really. Like, we knew, like, they, they, they reached a point where all the teams that were in contention for him, they just didn't have the money anymore. And, like, they just weren't. Like, Dallas pretty quickly was like, all right, you know, let's just spend this money elsewhere. Let's go get Reggie Bullock. You know, so... It was it was just one of those things where we knew where we knew where Kawhi was going, but Laurie was the one that was, and I guess Dennis too. I guess, but like Dennis, I think Dennis signed when I did a when I did my podcast last, so he signed way before that. Uh, Laurie Markkinen. It was a three way trade. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try talking about all of them, but first I just want to talk about Laurie because I remember during either his rookie or his second year, I was like, Yo, he's got something. Because he seemed athletic, he could kind of shoot. He was rebounding better than I thought he would. Um, and, you know, he just showed good potential. Like, his second year, he averaged 19-9. and nine. He shot 36% from three, which is okay, but, like, high attempts. So, you know, solid. And uh, I'm, I'm trying to find his other shooting numbers as well. Just one second, guys. Oof. And he finished at the rim well. He showed some pretty good touch. You know, 43% from 3 to 10 feet, which is, like, above league average. What I really want to talk about is this last year because he might have taken a big jump and people didn't see it because, you know, that young was playing so well. You know, he was coming off the bench. He was injured. But he had a big year this year. Yeah, so he's essentially an 85% free throw shooter as well. So, he like, he can shoot. Let's talk about this year. He averaged 14 and 5, so you're like, oh, you know, what's the big deal? It's nothing. He shot 40% from three, 58% from two point range, and 83% at the line. He took six attempts a game. He did play 51, 51 games. So it's not like, you know, it's not like a Kevin Durant situation where like KD, I think, shot like 45% from three this year, but he only played like 25 games or something. Uh, so, you know, he had a 62% true shooting. He finished at the rim. Let me check. I think it was 67% that I saw. He finished at the rim 67%. Around the rim, 55%. So, like, he's finishing at the rim. He's got good touch for on floaters and whatnot. And he's making threes. Like, there's not really much more you can ask for other than that from, like, a stretch big. Um, I guess defense. You could ask for defense. <laughs> you could ask for that. So, you know, I think him... How old is he? 24. He's only 24. I think for Cleveland, getting him was a great move just because the contract's pretty cheap too. It's like four years, 64 mil, something like that. So you get him. 
He's your essentially Kevin Love replacement. Like Kevin Love, I'm going to talk about that later too. But you're just betting on talent at this point. This is this is all your fans want. This is what you should be doing when you're in their position. Because Lori's not going to just help you win like 20 more games and now for next year you're not in the lottery. What he does is he gives you a more, you know, he gives you a more competitive team in terms of like instead of getting blown out 30 times a year, you'll get blown out like maybe like 10 times. You know, you might win an extra couple games here and there. But you might, you're still probably going to end up with a lottery pick. You know, going forward, you still have a lottery pick. So you get that from it. And on top of that, like, he could turn into something really good. Like, that's still a possibility. He could turn into, like, a 22-point scorer, 9 rebounds, you know, 50, 40, 90, not 90, I guess. Like, the free throw shooting, like... I guess he did shoot 87% one year. Like he like a like a near 50, 40, 85 guy. Like something like that. So he could turn it into something. My problem with Laurie's always been that for as athletic as he is, because he is damn athletic, he doesn't use that to protect the paint. And on top of that, he doesn't he doesn't take advantage of smaller players. You know, he's very uh Kristaps in that way. Like he's got a good He's, he's probably a better shooter than Kristaps. Yeah, he's a better shooter than Kristaps. And I think he's quicker than Kristaps. And I think he's better, like, catch and go than Kristaps. But he's the same in terms of, like, we do a pick and roll, they switch it. Let's get you the ball because, like, it's a mismatch. But all you're doing is shooting fadeaways. You're not making power moves to get to the rim. You're not facing them up and going towards the rim. You're going away from the rim. So that's one thing I've never liked about it. Like, defensively, obviously... You know, it's a work in progress. Rebounding, I was a little... Like, it's not great, but, like, it's not bad. Like, he's a solid rebounder. The other thing he has to improve on is playmaking. Like, he never playmakes. He does not pass the ball. Maybe it's, like, a product of, you know, I barely get the fucking ball. So, you know, when I get it, I'm going to do some shit with it. Or it's just, he just doesn't have the vision. And, like, that can be worked on. Like, you see someone like Jalen Brown. Like, Jalen Brown went from, like, more turnovers than assists to like averaging like three and a half assists now and i expect that to like get even better so there is there's still a lot of room for improvement there and i feel like well he did get paid a lot so you never know what someone's like work ethic is maybe he works on it maybe he doesn't i don't know um but I just like the talent play there like because you're not paying him that much you're not paying him like a fucking max or something you're giving him like reasonable decent money and now you're getting a player with a lot of potential the down and you know you add him to just a collection of already talent you have there you got Darius you got uh Sexton you got Okoro you got Mobley you got Allen so that's five guys you have wait hold on let me say that again Darius uh Sexton Okoro uh, Mobley and Allen. Yeah, that's five guys right there you have. Now you're adding Laurie to that. Six guys. Like, six guys with, like, good potential that you have. Like, Sexton's already shown to be a 25-point scorer. Like, that's all, That's what he's already shown to be. You know, Sexton can take to the rim. He can, you know, he's a good mid-range shooter. He's a good three-point shooter. Like, he's, the, the thing with Sexton, he's just not a playmaker or defender like that. So that's that's the problem that people have with him. But, you know, he's shown a lot of potential already. Darius, he took a humongous step up. Humongous step up. You know, I, I, I think 
if I were them, I would probably pick between one of... I would pick Darius, but, like, if I'm one of them... If I'm, like, the Cavs front uh, office, I have to pick between one of them. You just can't win in this NBA with that small of a backcourt. Especially two guys that are... How do I say Like, not good defenders. Like, you know, people are going to bring up Fred and Lowry, but, like, Danny Green played more minutes than... Uh, what's the name? Fred in those playoffs and that just shows that you need like you you might be able to win a series or two with playing small like that but you're not going to be able to go four rounds like that and like I think da- last year's playoffs the 2020 playoffs against the Celtics I think that really showed it too because they put size on Lowry and uh, Fred and I think Fred shot like 35% from the field or something like it can't hurt like it is a problem so you know, I you have to pick between them. I would pick Darius, and I would get rid of. I not get rid of sounds so mean and rude, because Colin is a good player. So I would trade him for, you know, like not just nothing. It has to be something. But I would trade him, and I would try getting, like, a wing for him. Like I don't know. I would try doing like a, <laughs> like a sign and trade Sexton for Tobias Harris type deal because Tobias Harris. I was so I was so disappointed with his playoffs. Like, people are obviously going to point to Ben, who is garbage. But Tobias was so disappointing, too. And I feel like Sexton at least has a mentality where it's like, yeah, I might not play great, but I'm not going to be timid and I'm not going to act like... And I'm not going to be scared out here. And I think that is something that they needed. And other than that, you can also do, like, a lot of, uh, you know, Sexton, Ben pick and rolls, like, stuff like that. You can't do that really with, you know... What the 76ers already have right now. You can't really do that. So, like, that's the problem there. So, like, I would try, you know, doing a trade like that. Um, or, like, just a bigger guard. Um, I don't know. I, th- I think that's the type of trade I would try doing. Like, Sexton for a wing. Because Okoro's too small to be playing small forward. He's got to be a shooting guard. He's got to get better at shooting, firstly. And then, on top of that, he's just got to become... He's not a small forward. He's, like, 6'4". Maybe 6'5", 6'4", 6'5", something like that. And he's not big. Like, he's not really built like that. Um, so, yeah, like, they, like the Cavaliers now have six guys with, you know, upside. And um, so the problem here is, so they got Kevin Love, who, if he's healthy, he's going to need minutes. You got Jared Allen. You just paid him five years, 100. You drafted Mobley, what was it, like, third? I think it was third. Yeah, because it went Cade, Green, Mobley. So you drafted him 30. You know, some people said he might be the best prospect in the whole draft. You know, the the consensus was, I guess, there's three, like, number one level players in the draft. And they all do different things. Like, you know, Cade's like the all-around guy. Uh, Green's like that explosive athletic scorer, like the Anthony Edwards type. And, you know, Mobley is like... A versatile, big, you know, rim protection. He can shoot a little bit. He can pass a little bit. He can switch out on guards, wings. Um, you know, the thing with him is he's like, he's pretty skinny. He's only like two hundred something pounds. Like he's not like two hundred twenty something like that. He's not. He's not a big guy. So maybe playing him at the four right now isn't such a bad idea. But like, so there's forty eight power forward minutes, forty eight center minutes. You can work it out like somehow. You can work it out. Like there's enough minutes for all of them. But it's not enough where I think any of them are, is going to be happy. Any of them are going to be happy. 
Because Allen, I think he needs 30 minutes a game. Like, that's just off the bat. He needs 30. Then on top, so there's 18 center minutes left. Those are going to Mobley, probably. Like, there's probably going to be some times you play Mark Canero, Kevin Love at the five because you need shooting. Probably. That's just my guess. But I'm just going to assume those 18 go to Mobley. Now you have 48 power forward. Are you going to do 20, 20, uh, 24 minute, 24 minute split between Laurie and Kevin Love? I don't know. I don't think either one's going to be happy with that, especially if Kevin Love is healthy. And if, if, if he is healthy, like, you probably have to play Kevin Love, right? Because you want to get his trade value up. You want to show, like, Portland or who are the fuck else, like, hey, you know, this guy can actually play and help you. Um, so th- there's just a lot going on there. It's just, that's just the logjam, like, I thought it was a good move by them getting Laurie. Like, you just have to get as much talent as you can get. And in their case, they got talent that isn't crippling on the cap. And the other thing to work out here is, like, what if Mobley's really good, but he's not a shooter? Because I guess, you know, in theory, you could say, well, Mobley can play the four or the five. So, you know, we can play him with Jared Allen. What's the big deal? And that all hinges on... Evan Mobley becoming a good shooter. And I'm just not sure. Like, you you can't just pencil someone in to be a good shooter. You know what I mean? Like, that's just not something you can do. Like, I see... Like, people do that all, all the time with, like, older players. Where they're like, if this guy played now, he's shooting 45% from three. I'm like, shut the fuck up. He's shooting 40% from three. Like, the guy that shot 71% from the free throw line, I don't think he's going to be shooting 40% from three. You just can't give people that. So... Evan Mobley in college shot 30% from three on, 1.2 attempts a game, 69% at the free throw line, which not the best sign, like, as an improved shooter, but, like, he's fucking young as fuck, so um, you never know. I think, what is he, 2001, so he's 20. Yeah, he's 20, and, like, there's, like, there's a lot of room for improvement for him. Like, he can definitely get to, like, 75 for... Find 75% from the line, 80% from the line. He can get to, you know, 35% from corner three, um, 35% on pick and pop, 35% on catch and shoots. Like, he can definitely get there. And the and the hope would be, like, let's just say he becomes a 35% on, you know, catch up, uh, catch up, catch and shoot three. So let's just say he becomes 35%, like, league average, four attempts a game. Just offensively, that's not good enough, really. That's not good enough where teams are like, okay, we have to, you know, put a body on him. So what you would hope, your hope would be, Allen and Mobley are just that dominant on defense. They're just every fucking where we have a top one through, you know, five defense in the league. You know, we're at, and you know, we can turn it up even higher than that. Like that, that would be the hope on that. Because if that's not the hope, then. You know, if Mobley becomes good, you're going to have to trade Allen. Which I guess, like, Allen is an asset because you did, give him a, you did get him on a good contract, a solid contract. But it is one of those things where it's like, shit, we're just... We're probably going to have to give up Allen for someone that's not as good as Allen. But just... Maybe just fits better with Mobley. And, um, yeah, you know, it, it could be... It could be funny a lot of different ways. Like, it could be, you know... Mobley and Allen, it could be Laurie and Allen, it could be Laurie and, uh, you know, Mobley. Or, you know, it could be Laurie doesn't 
work out. You know, he doesn't improve. His defense is too, you know, uh, too much to make up for. So you move on from him or whatever. You know, it could be a lot of different things. So, but I just, I just like that, you know, they just won like 20-something games. You need something going forward, and I think that's what they have. And I like I like the move for them. For the Bulls, they got, I think, a first-rounder, which was good. Good for them. And they got Derrick Jones Jr. I think they really needed Derrick Jones Jr. Because if you look at their wings, there's not a lot of defense there. Like, Patrick Williams can play defense. You know, DeRozan cannot. Um, not Lori. Uh, Zach. He's a good on-ball defender, but he's not great off-ball. Lonzo, same thing. Like, he's... No, no, Lonzo is the opposite, actually. Lonzo is okay on-ball, but, like, great off-ball. Um, who else is in the starting line? DeRozan is not good anywhere. Um, Vucevic, he's solid. Like, he's, sol- he's okay. Like, Vucevic has good hands. He's pretty strong. But he's just, like, laterally, he can't move. He can't switch on the guards. He can't do those type of things. You got to play a certain type of defense with Vucevic. Patrick Williams is a good defender. Solid defender, I would say. Not good. Uh, Alex uh, Caruso is a great defender. He's good on ball. He's great off the ball. He's he's good either way. After that, you look at it, it's like Kobe White, not a good defender. Um, who who's even their wing after that? Troy Brown Jr. I like Troy Brown. Jr. I like Troy Brown Jr. as like a prospect. You know, in the bubble seeding games um, last year, I thought he showed like some really good prospect as like a ball handler, a secondary ball handler. You know, as a playmaker, as a you know one through three defender. And I was very excited for him just this past season, and it just didn't work out. Like I don't know what was going on; it just didn't work out. He didn't, he didn't pop. You know, he got traded for Gafford, who I also liked. So, like, you know, that was just something there. You know, I liked him too. So, you know, they have him. He could be something, I guess. I don't know. He's still pretty young, like twenty-one, twenty-two. And after that, they got what Javante Green. He's like 27 or something. Like He's athletic, but I'm not sure he's a good defender. I'm not sure he's got him playing. So, And if he's playing, like that's... Unless he's improved like tremendously. or Because if he's playing, like that, that just means something's gone wrong. So Derek Jones Jr., he's a good defender. He can play the four a lot. Um, you know, he's athletic as fuck. He's still so fucking young. I did not know he was that young. So you get a young, good, defensive, athletic wing. He can be out there with Lonzo... Levine, DeRozan, Vucevic. Like, there's a lot you can do with him. You can put him... Like, Patrick Williams can play the three. You know, you put Levine and uh, Lonzo out there. You could put Caruso out there. You can do a lot of... Di- like, Kobe White out there. Like, you can do a lot of different things with him. My concern with them is their backup big right now is Tony Bradley. I do not trust that at all. I, if I were them, I would have kept Gafford. I would have never made that trade to begin with. And because now you look at it, it's like... You really trust Tony Bradley as the uh, the big after that? I don't like it. There's definitely got to be another big that they can get. Um, maybe Tony. I don't know. Tony Bradley's still pretty young, so like, I would hope he improves. Like, I want to see more good NBA players, but I'm just going off by what I know of him, and it's not very good. Like, he's a good rebounder, good offensive rebounder, but I don't trust him to play NBA level defense right now. So that's the that's the area I would be working on, and maybe like one. One more defensive wing. I think that's what they need. Hopefully, maybe just Troy Brown Jr. takes a step. So maybe that's the hope there. All right, lastly, and I think this is the most important part of the trade. Larry Nance Jr. to Portland. 
I think that was a great fucking move because everyone talked about last year they have to get Aaron Gordon. They have to do something to get Aaron Gordon. And I'm I'm not sure Aaron Gordon is better than Larry Nance Jr. He's a better defender. He's a he's probably a better playmaker. Not that Larry Nance Jr. isn't a good defender or a good playmaker, but Aaron Gordon is a garbage shooter and his touch around the rim is really bad. Larry Nance Jr., on the other hand, he's athletic like Aaron Gordon. He's got good touch around the rim that Aaron Gordon doesn't have. Uh, he's got better hands than Aaron Gordon. He's a fine defender in his own right. He's a fine playmaker in his own right. You you, you know, you, um, pick and roll with him and Dame. Dame gets trapped. He can pass it to Larry Nance, and Larry Nance can make a play or go finish at the rim. And on top of that, he's, he's become a reliable shooter. Like, he takes threes, and he makes them at, like, 35 36% the last two years. I don't think Aaron Gordon's ever shot like 35, 36%. Maybe one year. I don't know. Maybe just one year. But for the most part, he can't shoot. Like He just can't shoot. So like that's a big issue. And I, I, would, I would rather have the guy that's a better shooter and a solid defender, solid playmaker, good athlete, good finisher, good touch around the rim than a guy who's a little better defender, who's a little better playmaker, who can handle the ball a little bit better. But he can't shoot. Like that, that just, it just matters too much. So you know, I'm excited for that. You know, the only problem is just who are they gonna play? Like, I think they have to get rid of CJ if they're not trading Dame. Uh, I I would I would personally go. Shit, like, cause who who can you get for? I'm not even sure who you can get now because I'm trying to start Dame, um, Nance and Nurkic for sure. And I guess Norman, too, because you just paid him a lot. So, like, Norman out there. So, I think you would have to trade CJ and Rocco for, like, a good wing. I think that would be the that would be the thing there. I don't know who yet. Like, that's the problem. Like, I don't know who. Because I was just thinking about it, like, defensively, they could be, like, solid. Like, Nurkic is a good defender. Nance, like I just said, he's a good, solid defender. You know, Norman, he's okay. He's fine. Uh, so you get another like good defender in there. Now you're really fucking cooking. If you're trading CJ and Rocco, like it has to be like a damn near all star level type player. So I don't know. Like it's it's tough. It's really tough. I don't know who they can get. But I'm still trying to trade CJ. Like it just has to be done. Like Dame is a horrendous defender. CJ is not a good defender. You can't have two guys in the backcourt that are small and just that horrible defensively there's just that horrible defensively you just can't have that like dame is like a legit like bottom 20 defender in the league he is so bad and cj i think he's he's not horrendous awful but he is bad and you can't you just can't have two of those guys um i'm just looking through i'm, I'm trying to find the small forward that can like a wing that they can get i'm just going through it I guess the other thing you could do is like trade CJ one for one for one of these wings that you would have already done it for. And then Roko as a part and you get something else for like your bench. I guess that's something that could be done as well. But I'm just going through it. Like you could still do like the CJ for uh, Tobias type deal. You could still do that. Uh, New York's got no one. Uh, Atlanta, probably no. Probably no. Because I was thinking about Hunter, but Hunter was too good when he did play. Reddish. I don't know. Reddish is probably available, but you're not going to trade CJ for him. Um, 
Washington, no, not really. Uh, Indiana, I guess Indiana. TJ Warren, like straight up for CJ. And then you get like one of their bench players for your uh, for Rocco. Or maybe you just keep Rocco and keep him off the bench. Like, you know, put him in your defensive lineups. I don't know. Like, that could be possible. Um, Charlotte. No, not really. Toronto. Ooh. But I wouldn't. I, if Toronto, I don't think Toronto would do it. But if Toronto could get OG, I don't think they could do it. But if they could, they should. Or I think Siakam is athletic enough to play the three. So I would go after Siakam, really. Like, you know, CJ for CJ and Rocco for Siakam. That's what I would do. But anyways, uh, I just think I just think Portland did a really good job getting Larry Nance because he's the perfect type of player that they need. You know, he's a big that can play defense. He could he could fill in that Zach Collins role. He's, you know, he's not as big as Zach. He doesn't protect the rim as well as Zach. He's not a low post guy like Zach because Zach could really low like he could really like post up when he did play like you know when he did play. So like you know Zach Collins was always the guy where it's like oh when Zach Collins comes back you know their defense can be better they can have more toughness more depth but he was never available now you actually have like that type of player available. So you know great pickup for them good job getting in that trade. Uh, let's move on to the next thing. Rondo back to the Lakers. I don't know what this means. You know, they, they, one of the problems with the Lakers is that they just have too many players. Like, they just have too many role players. Like, you just, you, you have your big three. That's already done. Then I'm just counting the players after that. You got Mark. You got Dwight. You got Melo. You got Trevor Ariza. You got Malik Monk. You got THT. You got Ellington. You got Nunn. You got Bazemore. You got Rondo. So what is that? 10 extra players? So you got 13 players already. Like, what the fuck? Who's going to... Who, like, how are you going to get minutes for these guys? Like, someone's obviously going to have to step up. Like, THT, if he takes a step up, he's going to be a starter. That's done. Like, some people's minutes are just going to get canceled right there. Uh, Wayne Ellington, I don't know how much he's going to... Like, he's going to get missed, but I don't know if he's, like, a playoff guy. So... Now you just have ten, like thirteen players that need minutes. Three of them, they're like they're already done. Like they're getting their thirty to thirty-six minutes a night. Like that's that's done already. So it's just gonna be tough for Frank and like that coaching staff to figure it out. And um, but I do like the pickup just because Rondo is another guy in the locker room that just knows what the fuck he's talking about. Now you have Rondo in there. You got LeBron. You got Vogel. Like it's a lot of high IQ players that know what the fuck they're talking about, that know how to win. And I just like that. I just like that he's going to be there. Like, the Rondo and Russ thing, I, that's going to be nothing. That's all, that's absolutely going to be nothing. You know, and I hope Rondo can, like, show him, like, yo, this is what I did, you know, when I didn't have the ball. This is where I stood. This is what I did. Like, Rondo, the thing with Rondo, people don't realize, he's, like, 36% from three the last five years. You know, if he was doing that in Boston, I would have been, he would have been, like, one of the top five players in the league. That's just that's just fact. That's just what he would have been. But, you know, he's out of that late. You know, he's reliable from three. He catches it on the wing. It's usually on the wing. Like, I don't see him shooting a lot of corner threes. It's usually on the wings. Uh, so, you know, I think, like, you know, people make fun of, like, the Russ-Rondo backer. How huh? are they going to be playing those two guys? Like, Rondo can spot up, like, for real. He can just make a three. Like, I'm sure we're going to see some of that. 
but I just like him more for like the locker room. He's been there. He knows LeBron. He knows AD. He knows he knows you know Vogel. He knows like the type of defense and like the plays that they run. So you just bring another of those guys in. Uh, what other basketball news is there? Because I definitely had more to talk about, but I'm already at 30 minutes, and I don't want to talk about the thing I did want to talk about. Um, maybe I'll save that. I'll save that for the next time. I was. It was more so just about older players and how they would fit in now and it was based, it was mostly around Carmelo versus Kawhi Leonard purely as a scorer because I think the nostalgia people have for old players is getting fucking insane um but I want I want to get to Donda because Kanye you know Kanye fucking West one of the greatest artists of all time one of my favorite of all time and he's a legit genius like he's amazing but I haven't liked no, I've liked a lot of stuff. Like I, I liked Ye. I didn't like Jesus is King that much. Pablo was amazing. So, and you know, like the thing with Kanye is always he's fucking crazy. So you got to deal with all the antics and all the stuff that he does. And some people get turned off to that so much they don't, they don't want to listen to his music, which I get. Like I'm not like everyone has different like moral grounds on this. I guess I'm not one of those people. For me, like. It is one of those things where if I if I've never heard of you before and I hear something about you where it's like yo that's real fucked up I probably just won't listen to you like Kodak Black like all this like I just can't get into Kodak Black because I know so much about it um what's his name XX Tin Tin I can't say his name still yet but I can't listen to him either just because I already I heard all the things that he did so that put me off to it and I just can't like if I already know beforehand, then I usually can't. But there's just there's just some people that are like grandfathered in because I was listening to them way before, and now I just can't stop because the music's that good. Um, so like I'm I'm one of those people. Like I just like unless you did like some real fucked up shit, I probably will still listen to you. But if you did do some fucked up, like if if it was like real fucked up shit, maybe I wouldn't listen to some of the people that I do listen to. Like if they just like if Drake was just like on a Bill Cosby rampage, yeah, like Drake is out. Like I'm not listening to Drake anymore. I just can't. But there, are, like I think it would, it would have to be something like that. Um, but yeah, Donda came out, and um, you know, before I heard it, I wanted I wanted to save it for work because I need something to do at work. I get real bored at work, so I needed. I listened to it at work, and I've heard it a couple times now. 27 songs one's not really a song it's just a chant which was fucking annoying I didn't listen to the whole thing but like still like a minute of just donned up like alright okay um, one of my friends was talking about he said it wasn't good like I don't see where he's going with it and when I heard it I was like I don't give a fuck where he's going with it I thought it was a good album you know I, th- I thought he went 12 for 26 like that's not a great field goal percentage <laughs> it's not a great field goal percentage but it is 12 new good songs that I get to listen to. Some of them. It's probably higher than that. It's just some of them were repeats. With like an extra verse added. And if I didn't like the verse. I'm just not going to keep it. So I thought it was 12 good songs. Let me see the ones I did keep. Uh, let's see. Ooh, where'd it go? Where'd it go? All right, I kept Jill. Jill was good. I thought that was baby at first. He's on the. I think the second one. No, no. He. I think he is. I can't remember. But Jay-Z was on it. I was shocked at that. You know, I heard about it. You know, he, you know, he was just talking. Like, 
throughout the whole album, it felt like Kanye wanted to make sure people realized him and Jay-Z are still friends. You know, he even had, like, other rappers talking about, oh, you know, Jay-Z and, you know, Kanye, both billionaires, both friends. Like, say, all right, we get it. They're friends. They're still friends. Uh, it was a lot of fucking features. It was Jay-Z, The Weeknd, Dirk, uh, Lil Baby, Da Baby, <laughs> Jada Kiss, Jay Electronica, Travis Scott. Um, trying to go through it in my head real quick. Uh, Yachty was on it. I heard Yachty on it. Um... So yeah, it was a lot of fucking features, really good features. It felt like, you know, like the slime language that Young Thug just released where it's like like a group project when like Thug's in it every now and then. That's what it was. Like it felt like, that's what it felt like. Um, One of the songs, Okay, Okay, the hook is essentially, the hook and chorus are just essentially what like a Drake song sounds like. So he's kind of showing like, yo, Drake, you know, I can do this shit too. Like the shit you do is like basic for me. I do this shit already. And you know what he did? Like, it sounded really fucking good. <laughs> it sounded really good. Um, yeah, you you know, you called Drake a, what was it, a jock-ass nerd? You know, he was essentially saying, like, you jock-ass nerd, I can do the shit you do. On a side note, I think jock-ass nerd is one of the funniest things ever. Because it essentially called him, like, yeah, you're buff. Like, you do the workout shit. Like, you're still a fucking nerd, you know that? You know what I mean? Like, you're still a nerd, yeah, like. You go to the gym, you got the muscles and shit, but you're a fucking, you know, geek. That's just what you are. So, I thought it was really good. I, I kept, what, how many songs is this? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. I kept 12 songs. There's some other songs that I liked a lot, but I just have to edit them. Probably like an extra 3, 4, 5 songs that I liked, but I just have to edit. No, probably not that many songs, because songs like... Uh, jail, there's jail part two, there's like okay, okay, part two. There's a bunch of part twos, and they're fine, but they just have an extra verse or two that I don't like. And I don't really have to edit that because I already have the edited version of it. But there's definitely like a couple songs on here where I didn't like one of the verses, so I'm probably just gonna get rid of it and add it. So he went, I'm gonna get rid of the extra songs, like the part twos. So there's probably like what, like 23 songs. He went, what, 15 for 22, something like that. That's not bad. That's like, that's like 70% or whatever. Really good album. I really enjoyed it. And um, yeah, that's it. I don't really have anything else to say about them. Uh, good job, Kanye. And uh, thank you for listening. I'm going to do another podcast soon, this week. I'm going to do over-unders over and I'm going to talk about the you know nostalgia for old players. Uh, all right, thank you for listening, everyone. Please don't ask again who's up in the van. They my only fans. I was in my hovercraft, had another laugh. How you roll with them when you know I'm him? Got it on remote control.
He got it on remote control, like a CEO. Feeling like the man, feeling like the man. I was in my hovercraft, floating down the path. God just grabbed my hand, had a bigger plan. He got this on remote control. He got it on remote control.